0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long.
1: Good evening. As Tara rightly mentioned, this evening, Saoirse is getting her revenge. She is going to have full access and total control over my mobile phone between the hours Obviously, well, in the hour of 10 and 11 p.m. this evening. I think um, I think she knows exactly what she has got planned. I have no idea what she's going to do to try and destroy me this evening. But if you'd like to add anything to it, any other suggestions you might add on what she should do, who she should message, what she should post via my phone this evening, uh, drop her a private mail so I can't see it on her Instagram. And uh, <laughs> you can going to help her get her much-deserved revenge anyway. Also, if you enjoy the company of dogs more than you enjoy the company of humans, is there something wrong with you? Or are dogs just infinitely better than people? Author uh, and uh, psychologist Mart- Marty Nemco is going to be on later to discuss that. And somebody found a python in their back garden out on Dunleary. We're going to be chatting to them just after 9.20 here on the show. If you want to get in touch, let us know what you're up to this evening. Our WhatsApp, 87 67
0: this is Room 104 with Cormac Moore and Search Along with Play Blue, Ireland's favourite online adult shop. Visit playblue.ie today. FM
2: 104. Good evening.
1: I'm very nervous.
2: Why are you nervous? Don't be nervous. I would very never, nervous. ever yes, do anything would. to hurt your feelings or to make <laughs> yes, you look you bad would. or to humiliate you or anything else. I'd never do it.
1: You would jump at any opportunity and have done in the past. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm, kind of a little bit worried. So if you don't know what the crack is, it's a new feature on the show we're doing for the next couple of weeks called Remote Control where last week I had Sirius's phone for an hour and this week she'll have full control over mine for an hour. Last week, uh, Michelle suggested that I post up a picture of an ultrasound saying exciting news and send it to everyone and post it on Instagram. It caught a lot of people. And now it's your turn. Now
2: your it's turn, my Stephen. turn. Yeah. Now. I want to thank everyone and I still want some messages coming into to me because I'm not 100% sure of what I'm doing but I've got a lovely message from Orla who I think has hit the nail on the head. Again, I'm open to suggestions. I've had loads so far in the last week of what to do to ruin your life. So if you want to um, have a say in what goes up on Cormac's Instagram or what I text people on his phone just message me directly Sersha underscore Long.
1: I'm, I was getting, I was getting really paranoid earlier on. I was like giving myself a little panic attack because I was like, I suddenly realised some sir, some things you could do that would make me absolutely freak out. And I hope you haven't thought of them. Really? Yeah, I was like, oh no! If she did this, this, and this, I'd have a panic attack because I was there thinking like, oh, well, you can't say I'm pregnant, right? We kind of that's in dodge those kind of bullets that you know, no one's no one's going to buy that, or you know i'm a dude i'm obviously not getting pregnant so i can avoid those kind of awkward social media posts but then there's a few others i was like oh if she did them
3: i'm not gonna yeah, say anymore
2: well,
1: in, in case i give you too many ideas but i'm not be, saying
2: it.
1: nothing all right don't say anything and any ideas you can private message her because i can see the whatsapps here now so don't message in but you can private message her on instagram uh, at saoirse underscore long and you can give her all the details and info <laughs> oh, some I'm people so are messaging excited. me now saying here's what you should do and I'm like no oh, deep breaths Cormac, deep breaths I'm feeling the nervousness here's the thing, you'd like to think that everyone that I know in my life is listening right now so I can tell you, it's not me, it's going to be Saoirse but they're off living their lives so we'll see how that pans out at 10 o'clock and any other suggestions, send them in to Saoirse. in better news to try and keep my mind away from it, I was joking about this several years ago but a Bud Bud Light are offering they've announced a new job, so they're looking for a chief meme officer. A what now? A chief meme officer. So if you're good at...
2: Oh, I like that. Someone that's able to, you know, have a bit of crack and create some funny content.
1: That's exactly it. So, you know, we would have joked about this, kind of going, oh, you're, you're, you're head of memes over on the website there or on social media, and would have laughed at it saying it's not a real job, and You know, who doesn't love a good old meme that pops up on Facebook or Instagram or wherever it is on TikTok and the whole place? And you would have laughed and joked about it. But apparently a lot of companies are struggling to cut through the noise and are struggling to kind of, uh, you know, connect with their audience. So now Bud Light, for one of their brands called Seltzer, is hiring a chief meme officer. And guess what? They're going to pay you in beer, always drink responsibly, or their seltzer, whatever it is, but well, it's a five grand a month. They'll pay you for 10 memes a week.
2: Five grand a month? Yeah. Oh, that's unbelievable. Mm. Wow. Now, I wouldn't be good at memes. Now, this is something you'd be a lot better at being a comedian and all the rest of it. But I could give it a go for that money.
1: Well, it's funny you mention that because when you talk about giving it a go, the application process, it doesn't say, by the way, that you need to be in a particular country. So it doesn't say that you need to be either in the United States or in, in, in... It seems to be open to absolutely everyone. So if you are a fan of a meme, if you've ever created a meme and sent it into the Lads WhatsApp group, they are looking for you and how you apply for this job is you download a few of the assets on the application website, you're given some meme templates and uh, you just have to apply now with your memes that you make for Bud.
2: That is a very cool job. Imagine telling people that you're the head of memes.
1: <laughs> I'm the head of memes for uh, Budweiser. I mean, you'd be laughed out of it. And try and explain that to your mom or dad. They would never believe that that's a real job. They wouldn't even know what's going on. They'd be so disappointed, but you'd be having the crack.
2: Yeah, and you'd be paid well.
1: Five grand a month. It's not bad. Five like... grand a year.
2: Yeah.
1: For making memes. For making. Let me go through the job descriptions, responsibilities, right? You have to make at least 10. Uh, Bud Light Seltzer memes per week, you'll get paid in Bud Light Seltzer. Also uh, real money, five grand a month. Um, And then, you know, they say that there's opportunities and other progression opportunities there as well. And it seems that uh, anyone and everyone can actually do this and apply for this job.
2: Yeah, sure, you wouldn't have to be in work as such. You could do it from home. Exactly. All you need to do is
1: deliver them some memes. Can you imagine
2: And like you have so many reference points. Like how many memes are sent to you daily? I mean, someone is gonna send some or tag you in something. So you're gonna get inspiration left, right, and center. It's brilliant.
1: So there you go. It's up online, by the way. If you wanna always drink responsibly, of course, and always post memes responsibly, of course. But if you want to check that that that.
2: out. (laughs) Always be irresponsible with memes. That's what makes them funny.
1: Yeah. So listen, it's Bud Light, just Google chief meme officer. This is an actual job and is an actual position. If you would like to apply for it, I'm pretty sure you can apply for it from Dublin here, so job done, happy days. You can go on and just Google that. Chief Meme Officer Bud Light, and uh, who knows, you could be the next the next greatest content creator, just meme maker for uh, Bud Light. One of the greatest jobs in the world. Still to come on the show, in about 10 minutes' time, you're going to be hearing from a man who found a snake in his back garden, a python in his back garden out in Dunleary, And Crossy's uh, going to be on shortly. He uh, needs... To recruit a few people, especially if you're a frontline worker, emergency worker or a nurse. Anyone who's been dealing with the, the severity of COVID-19 over the last couple of months. He wants to hear from you. who will be on shortly to explain a little bit more.
0: FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. It's Room 104
1: with Cormac and Saoirse here coming up very soon on the show. It's a remote control. Saoirse has got control over my phone for an entire hour between 10 and 11 p.m. this evening. I'm slowly breaking it. If you have any suggestions for what you think she should do, with all access to my phone, my messages, my Instagram, my, all my social media accounts, uh, you can private message her on Instagram so that I won't see the messages here on uh, the F104 WhatsApp. So I'll be on the way at 10 o'clock. Now, great news if you're a single lady and you are struggling to find a man.
2: Oh, brilliant. Tell me these things all the time. Stay single. You'll live longer. Don't get married. You'll live longer. Live with a cat.
1: No. Yeah, that's the general advice for women out there. If you wind up never getting married, you will live far, far longer than your married friends will. uh, Because apparently we're a hell of a lot of uh, stress to, to manage and deal with. But if you are frustrated with Tinder, if you're frustrated with Bumble, and if this whole lockdown has just made things even more awkward, 129 tips... To Bag Yourself a Man has been revealed that was first written in a magazine back in 1958.
2: Now, when we go back to 1958, I would have made the worst housewife ever. Right. I can't cook, I can't clean, I am not organised, I'm forgetful. I'm everything that's bad in a 1950s wife.
1: (laughs) Well, you wouldn't have had a good time. But this, you would have maybe benefited from a lot of these. You would have been you benefited with, with one of a lot of these kind of tips. So back then, this magazine, or 1958, this magazine, McCall's magazine, apparently it's a woman's magazine, published this list. Uh, 129 tips. And maybe we can get some really, really useful ones that will apply now. Some of them are, of course, incredibly dated. But I've picked out some of my favorite pieces of advice to bag yourself a man in 2020 using some of those hot tips from 1958.
2: Oh, do tell us.
1: And if you have any other tips on how you can kind of capture a man's attention, not online, by the way. We're going old school here. Like, if you pass a man on the street or on the on the Lewis or even someone you work with, like, how are you signalling to that man that you're interested? How are you trying to hook them in? Do you have any go-to moves? Is it a flutter of the eyelashes and whipping back the hair? Uh, let us know. Drop us a WhatsApp 87 67 104 So here I'll go through about 10 or so of the strangest tips that they have. The first one is, if you're looking to find yourself a man and, you know, you don't know what to do,
2: sit on a park bench and feed the pigeons. Oh, God. You bag yourself a man in no time. Do men like pigeons, or is this some weird kind of uh, indirect way of saying, I can feed you?
1: Well, maybe that's it. Maybe it's showing unconsciously that you're a provider and a carer.
2: But a pigeon...
1: I mean, they
2: are flying rats, aren't
1: they? They are flying rats, but maybe that just presents an opportunity, you know, for an engagement or for an interaction, I should say. So go down to a park bench, go down to Stephen's Green, get yourself some bird feed and just start feeding the pigeons. And now, you should, do they have to bag eat out your a hand, hand or no? No, you can you oh. can just throw them on the ground. Now, listen, don't take this tip too seriously, and don't commit to this one too long because you may end up like crazy pigeon lady from Home Alone too.
2: Okay, but I will write it down just in case. There you know, it might be maybe part time. I'll do it three times a week as opposed to every day.
1: Exactly. Yeah, just okay. sprinkle this one out, and you might be able to bag yourself a man. So uh, again, the next tip. If you're a single woman looking to bag yourself a man... And this is this is a husband, by the way. This is bag yourself a husband, not just a one-night stand. Remember, it's 1958. Women weren't doing one-night stands. How dare they? So, the second tip I have here for you from this list of 129... Is that uh, take a bicycle trip through Europe.
2: On your own? Mm-hmm. This is what it
1: says. Now, I don't know how safe it would be to bike through Europe... On your own, uh, as a woman... But there you go, it's apparently a very, very good way to secure yourself a husband.
2: I actually don't even think I can cycle. That's not even a word of a lie. I don't remember learning to cycle. Your legs wouldn't be long enough, would they? Well, they probably wouldn't either, but I've never... You'd have to go on
1: a tricycle ride through Europe.
2: (laughs) I could wear stabilizers. (laughs) I could bring my stabilizers (laughs) and my helmet. (laughs) And then I might get picked up uh, uh, by some certain guy, but do you know what? He'd probably end up being a you-know-what. Because if he's seen me on a tiny bike with stabilizers and a little basket and a helmet, he's probably not looking so for go, a woman.
1: Yeah, don't go. Yeah, probably don't go cycling through guards. Portugal. Yeah, yeah, don't go cycling through Portugal. Maybe just avoid that one. But that's one of the tips there, anyway. Okay, this this is we're getting into slightly more questionable tips now. Remember, these are from 1958 from a woman's magazine that published these 129 ways to bag yourself a man. Uh, here's one of their tips. Okay, and maybe, Susha, this is a good tip for you. Don't be afraid to associate with more attractive girls. They may have some leftovers.
2: What? But I have only attractive friends. I am only friends with attractive people. And it's not purposely done. It just happens that all my friends are really hot. Are they hotter than you? Of course they're hotter than me. It's bloody hard. Oh, (laughs) Oh, it's true though. They are. They're gorgeous. And they're all in relationships and they're all on the verge of getting married or else they are married.
1: But now, now they probably have some ex-boyfriends lying around that are still in love with them that you could just swoop in and go, hey, hey, listen, you can marry me. You'll, you'll still be seeing her a little bit. And job done.
2: Yeah, you'll see me on uh, the park bench in Stevens Green feeding the pigeons. <laughs> that's where you'll find me.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Um, uh, so if you don't have very many attractive friends, uh, ditch all your friends and find hot ones because they will have men swooning all over them, and you might be able to trick one of them into going out with you and marrying you, right? So that's one of the other tips. Uh, Here's another one. Apparently, this is a good way to get a man's attention and let him know that you are there. Is you are meant to stumble when you walk into the room that he's in.
2: Now, I did this a long time ago, um, not for attracting a man. Well, not physically. I didn't want to attract him physically, obviously. But long story short, I was acting at the time, and I was somewhere where Jim Sheridan the director was and I thought right, well, if I just fall over my foot onto him and then go, oh sorry, Jesus, you're Jim Sheridan, that's mad, I'm a huge fan of your work, blah blah blah, so yep. I tried doing that uh, it did work did work he gave me his um he gave me his email uh, on a piece of paper and it was a very Long day slash night, and I lost it. Yep. What? I lost the piece of paper that he gave me his email address on.
1: So hang on, it could have been Sirisha Long and not Sirisha Rona. Exactly. Because you lost an email address.
2: I lost. That's the only reason that I am not at her level. Because I and lost. You're
1: stuck here working nights.
2: Yeah, I lost Jim Sheridan's email address. Oh,
1: for God's sake!
2: Yeah, his that's personal tragic. email address. Horrific.
1: Well, at least we know the tip works, though. It does work. up over yourself.
2: Yeah, it does work. I caused the scene and it worked and that was grand.
1: Uh, Amazing, right. So we'll go through some of these again. There's 129, we're not reading 129, about five or 10 of these, the best ones, okay? So if you're a single lady looking for some tips, employ some of these. This is from a magazine back in 1958, a woman's magazine back in 1958. Um, and you ha- if you have any other go-to ways that you either let a guy that you like know you're into him or just try and get his attention or just try and spark up a conversation, drop us in a WhatsApp and let us know what your go-to move. 87 Okay, <laughs> the next one is you have to wear a plaster because what? people apparently always ask what has happened to you.
2: That's really weird. I used to be a huge fan of this when I was younger for attention, so... I'd say as a child or teenager, if I had a cut on my on my finger, I would bandage it. You know, you'd have the first aid box out, and I'd bandage it up so that people in my class would ask. I never did that with a boy, though.
1: Well, you're you're missing out. Mm. You're missing out. So there's a few other ones. The last one is insane. Right? If you want to bag your man this way, it is absolutely insanity. If you're going to do this, but if you have any other go-to moves that you ladies like to use to trap men, oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. And now uh, we're back reading out the last few and shortly going to be chatting to a man who found uh, Python out his backyard out in Dunleary. That's on the way next here on FM 104.
0: FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long.
1: It's remote control evening. What does that mean? At 10 o'clock for an entire hour, Saoirse has full access to my mobile phone. What Any apps, any messages, any calls, anything that she wants to do, she'll be allowed to do it for an entire hour at 10. She'll be getting revenge for me posting uh, ultrasounds on her Instagram last weekend. So that is on the way shortly. We're in the middle of going through some beautiful tips from 1958 for women who are single and want to bag themselves a husband. So this was uh, released in 1958. 129 tips. I've pulled out some of the best ones. So if you're single and are tired of... The exhaustion that is Tinder or Bumble and the online dating world which has not served you well. Maybe you can employ some of these traditional old school ways to trap a man and to marry him. Some of the tips we've had so far uh, sit on a park bench, feed the pigeons, take a bike ride through Europe, uh, associate yourself with more attractive girls, prettier girls than you because they've got some leftovers which is nice and stumble when you walk into a room that this person that you like is in and uh, you wear plaster and uh, people will actually ask you Oh, are you okay? What has happened? If you have any go-to moves yourself, do let us know. Um, we'll maybe add these into these into these uh, beautiful tips and beautiful lists. Okay, would you like to know the next, the next tip?
2: Now, I think I might know one of the tips because my granny used to tell me that to become more attractive to a partner, if you had the washing out on the line the earliest on your road, then you were a very good housewife. Oh, So you'd get up really early you know, be able to manage all the kids hand wash all the clothes have them on the line and then you're looking at more up the road who hasn't had hers out till maybe one o'clock in the day
1: but, you're not gonna, but are you trying to steal a husband then because you've already got kids and a husband?
2: Well true, yeah you might be kind of um, what was showing, your granny off. Up to? showing off Was your oh, granny, granny having affairs left, right and centre? She probably was, yeah <laughs> I think she would have if she could to be honest back then
1: Right, yeah, but another important tip. Um, that's a good one. Here's a, here's a few more. These are from 1958, so you can imagine how uh, how traditional they are. Okay, here's a great one. This is a piece of advice from this woman's magazine from 1958. If you're looking to try and bag yourself a man, here's what they say. Learn several funny stories and learn to tell them well.
2: Oh, no, a rehearsed funny story.
1: Yeah, it was this one time I was in the beauticians and blah, blah, blah. So maybe you're just not telling your funny stories well enough. Maybe that's why you're single.
2: I don't have any funny stories. Hmm. Any funny stories I have, I think are funny because they happen to me, but then other people don't laugh.
1: They're just looking at you kind of going, seriously, what are you doing with your life?
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. This next one is straight out of the insane Bunny Boiler playbook, but here we go. If you want to try and bag yourself a husband, not just a man, a husband, okay, trap him. Here's the piece of advice you were given from a woman's magazine. Stand in a corner and cry softly. Chances are he'll come over and ask you what's wrong.
2: I think that would um, scare men off.
1: It definitely 100% would.
2: I just imagine they would not want to take on your emotional baggage that they have nothing to do with.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're like, no, thank you, please.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not going to try that one.
1: You wouldn't agree with that one?
2: No, but I guess if I was living back in the 50s as a... Near thirty-two-year-old, I would be left on the shelf.
1: You know what? At thirty-two, if you were, if you were twenty-five back in the day and hadn't got yourself a man, you would have been considered
0: That's over it, the hump, now. past yeah. It.
1: yeah, thirty-two, you would have been shamed. That you'd have been sent to the nunnery. Like, get her away! She's embarrassing, embarrassing yeah. the entire family. My God, disgraceful! What's there's something wrong with her? She's thirty-two. What happened?
2: Uh, <laughs> so I'd be out there with feeding the pigeons, doing everything I am supposed to be doing. I still crying can't get a while you're
1: feeding the pigeons, <laughs> tripping up all over. there. Why I
3: don't. Anyone love me? It's
1: like, listen, I don't know if this is giving off the right uh, the the right thing, right? Some of these other ones. Before we get to the last one, which is insane, right? <laughs> this is actually a very good tip, I think. Um, even now in 2020, from 1950 1958, practice your drinking with your women friends first.
2: Oh right, okay, so. Your silly little
1: girl brains and girl drinkies you are getting too drunk and then the man can't, you know, talk to you or find out what's going on.
2: Okay, so don't be a mess in front of them.
1: Yeah, which can be easy to do because people can get nervous and can lean on alcohol irresponsibly. Always drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie. Don't go out and make a fool of yourself. And that goes for men as well. Like men men can...
2: Oh, men can definitely do that. And it's very bold and you shouldn't be doing it. Responsible drinking is all we talk about, isn't it? One drink responsibly and then you go home. That's what we do.
1: I took my pledge and I have never broken it so I don't even know what alcohol tastes like
2: yeah true I mean I've been on nights out with you I have a picture from um, our Christmas party last year 5am and I mean you look great
1: yeah I was up for the 5am mass I was going down for the 6am mass Father Riley does a beautiful service (laughs) yeah Jesus serving up some whoppers not whoppers their Burger King burger. Anyway, we'll, we'll get through the rest of these now fairly quickly. So you need to drink with your women friends first. Here's the other piece of advice they give you: good to see that they were body shaming back in the fifties as well. Go on a diet if you need to. <laughs> a solid piece of advice. What about this one though? Right, this is what they say: don't whine. Girls who whine stay on the vine.
2: As in give out, moan.
1: Yep. Yeah. Girls who whine, stay on the vine. Now, I've updated this for 2020 with a more modern take. Girls who moan, don't get the bone.
2: (laughs) Uh, You know that's not true. Uh, It's not. They they don't care.
1: Yeah, maybe not. So the last couple of tips, if you have any, if you're a single lady and you've got some tips the way you can kind of swoon men into your circle let us know 0876797104 last two here are a little bit weird learn how to make and sell toupees because bald men make easy catches
4: oh
2: life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. to get thirty,
3: thirty. Better get thirty, I bet you get twenty, twenty, twenty. I bet you get twenty, twenty. I bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, Just fifteen
0: bucks a month. So, give it a try at MintMobile.com/slash-switch.
3: Forty-five
2: dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms
4: at MintMobile.com.
2: Weird. That's really mean on bald men. Some men with shaved uh, head are very attractive.
1: I know. What's your, the British guy's name? Um,
2: Mark Noble. Nobby. He looks great. He looks fantastic.
1: Listen, if you want to steal Nobby away from his missus and his entire family, just start <laughs> s- knocking his door with a few toupees and go, eh? how do you like this one, Nobby, huh?
2: <laughs> Nobby wearing a toupee. <laughs> I really hope he's not listening. Oh, that is some sight. But yeah, <laughs> no, might I don't be think. It might um, be beautiful. Look, as a left-hander, I don't think I'll be making one too soon. Okay,
1: okay, fine. Struggling. The last one, though. The last tip. This is the last tip that they give you. This is one of the most insane ones ever. But listen, if you're desperate and you're struggling and you're trying to find yourself a man, here's one of a serious tip that a woman's magazine in 1958 has advised their readers to do, their female readers to do. If you're looking to bag yourself a husband read the obituaries to find eligible widowers
2: oh no Praying on women who are heartbroken no
1: men, or who, men are heart- who are heartbroken. heartbroken
2: sorry oh god so all
1: you need to do if you're looking for a man and I'm sure some women do this right pop on over to rip.ie don't mind tinder or bumble and just fire away through there and have a look at everyone who's just died recently and get in touch with them and there you go are you going to emotionally oh, manipulate ridiculous. someone in a very vulnerable position to remarry you?
2: But then, do you know what's going to happen? They're going to move into that family home that that person lived with this person that they loved, and they got married, and all their wedding pictures will be up the staircase, and if they're going to the keep type... them there because they were just so in love with that person, and they just passed away. So you're just, you're just basically a companion.
1: If you were the type of person. It's the type of person to read through the obituaries looking for a widower. FM 104's
0: Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long.
1: Cormac and Sir here now. How would you feel if you we went out your backyard and there was an unexpected visitor there? I mean, sometimes it can be random dogs and cats can wind up in your back garden there's a there's a, a white cat that comes into my back garden all the time and just decides to attack the plants and do various different things it's to be expected but what would happen if you put your head down and all of a sudden there was a python at your feet in your back garden i wouldn't even know what to do well that happened and one individual in the last couple of days you might have seen it popping up online but he joins us now live on fm104 uh, Douglas Keating, sir, how are you?
5: Uh, very well, Cormac. Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, no worries at all. So, what happened? Yeah, well,
5: I mean, uh, I've kind of recovered now, but um, <laughs> I'm I'm currently so at the moment with lockdown. I've a was- small shed in my back garden, which is is where I kind of use as a little home office. And um, yesterday, it doesn't feel like it now with all the rain, but the sun was shining and I just went outside to get a breath of fresh air and looked on a bit of patio and did a bit of a double take where I saw what seemed to me quite a large snake looking at me wrapped around a flower pot. So I got a bit of a shock, did what we stupidly do sometimes now, uh, instead of maybe moving away, decided to take a picture of it. (laughs) God. which I then sent to a couple of friends. I went back into the shed, put it out on Twitter, and immediately started getting quite a lot of comments, including one which said, are you sure it's real? Um, so I thought, geez, well, maybe, I don't know, could, could one of my kids be playing a prank on me? So I put my head out again, only to find the snake had disappeared. Oh, so God. that that sent the pulse racing again. I looked around though, I saw, I saw that it kind of moved over into another flower bed, um, was definitely moving and was yeah. definitely very much much real. So at that stage, I kind of started to think, well, what what should I do? And and I don't know whether it was a stupid thing to do, um, but I decided to ring the guards to say, look, I'm a snake in my back garden. What do I do Um now, the gardy and Dunleer are usually great, um, but they had the fairly uninspiring suggestion that I call a vet, um, and I'm pretty confident, knowing our local vet, that he would know a lot about snakes and wouldn't have much interest in dealing with right, it. Yeah. So that stage, then, uh, my wife kind of appeared, and we were discussing it, and she had the very sensible idea uh, that perhaps, you know, it might be a neighbour's. And at this stage, I had a blizzard of people on Twitter telling me what the snake maybe was and what I should do and this was definitely not this was definitely a pet because you'd never find this in Ireland so we went and knocked on a couple of doors and lo and behold it turns out we have a kind of neighbour over our back wall who we don't really know very well because they're not actually kind of next door to us Yeah. Um, but it turns out that it was their snake they came over apparently they have two snakes and this was one that got lost about a month ago she's called Mona Lisa oh um, no. She likes to eat mice and rats. And, like, uh, in fairness, it has slightly got exaggerated. uh, Hopefully, not by me in the telling, but I wouldn't call the snake giant, but it was certainly big enough that it would have caused you pause for thought. Listen,
1: listen, for the sake of the story, let's just say it was a 20 foot snake and it was poisonous and it had a laser shooting out the top of its head. Well, yeah, I mean,
5: when I'm down the pub, if I was allowed to be and had a few drinks, (laughs) we, we definitely we definitely get to that um but yeah i mean it it so she came over she she said um it may be hungry um she picked it up she didn't have any worries or qualms about it um i was mad keen to to to, to yeah. take it on board i'm not a i'm not a snake person i'll be honest uh and this experience probably hasn't uh, hasn't changed my view (laughs) now
2: if your kids i don't know how old they are were out in the garden or something like would this snake be dangerous so my kids are eight and
5: ten and and they they weren't out at the time no i don't think it would be well i mean maybe if it hadn't been i don't know what you do to them to make them safe but i'm told in ireland like all poisonous snakes are de-venomed or de-fanged It might have given them a bit of a shock. Um, They do say snakes, you know, they'll take on a rat, they'll take on a rabbit, they maybe take on a small dog. I have quite a small dog. I certainly think if my dog had come face to face with it, it could have been quite interesting. I mean, I guess the idea that it had been potentially around here for a month was a little yeah. unnerving. If I'd have kind of looked down to find it slithering between uh, my legs, that would have been a
1: bit of a shaker. But we were away. Well, for a how many of times do you think it's just been slithering over your oh, head behind you? You stop. haven't even realised.
5: Yeah, I think. I mean, we've a, we've a kind of our back garden is a little bit unkempt, and there's a couple of bushes you could. Uh, Happily hide away in. I mean, we've been away for a bit, so so I just don't know. But the weather w- hasn't been too bad, so it might have quite liked sunning itself um, on our little bit of patio. Uh, although I'm told it can get through an Irish summer, but if it had been outside uh, in winter, uh, it wouldn't be so happy. They don't they don't do so yeah. well in the cold weather.
1: Um, uh, did they tell you your neighbours who obviously lost the snake, which seems like a very difficult thing to lose? Did they tell you how it got out? Or do they
5: no, it's funny, I, I kind of wish now I'd spent more time talking to them and I might go over and knock on the door again because now I have. At the time, I was kind of relieved it was resolved and I had a phone call coming in from work and I just kind of like, great, snake yeah. is safe, off we go. Um, it, it's not exactly case. to me, they do keep it enclosed in some shape or form. I mean, I guess. Uh, and they were lovely people. I guess if I'd lost a snake, I'd probably have gone knocking on doors maybe to see if anyone had found it, uh, and now we've been away, maybe yeah. they had. I have to say she was very affectionate with the snake, giving a little stroke, holding it. Um, no no fear at all. So um, clearly, you know, t- you know, there are people who bond quite well with snakes, and, and there is another... There were two snakes they had, so this was one that had, that had gone missing. I don't know whether you kind of, I don't know, like with a budgery go or whatever, do you let your snake out of an evening <laughs> for a little gander and, little, and maybe little
1: walk, little snake leave. Can, They can head for the hills. Grand, well, listen, I suppose we're delighted to hear now that it was all safe and back to normal. It's just, it, yeah. it's going to take a couple of days now to just... It'd tighten up the story for the pub because I would say yeah. the snake was attacking the dog or attacking you, and you just saved the day. Yeah. Um, you were And it was a python, wasn't it?
5: Yeah, uh, it was a python, um, which I wrestled to the ground uh, and yeah. um, 20 feet long, <laughs> and all that good stuff. There was, you know, ch- children
1: rescued and, and burning houses, yeah, oh, an old that's... lady crossing the street, and just, Precisely. just a killer snake. The killer Cormac. snake of Dunleary, that was the. You you're like the um, reincarnation. Well, you're the yeah. reincarnation of Saint Patrick. That's who you are. Is it the rebirth? One person on
5: Twitter, there was quite a lot of banter going on. He suggested I dial one eight hundred Saint Patrick and and demand a refund. So yeah, I thought that was that was quite good.
1: Right, so there's loads of options. Uh, but listen, we look forward to that the good tale. Now you're going to get years and tons of mileage out of that. But glad to hear <laughs> everyone was safe. The dog, the kids, the wife, and yourself are all happy. Days when the Snake is, is reunited. Listen, thanks a million, Douglas Keating, for popping on. 104. Thanks, thanks a lot. Bye. No worries at all. And uh, look at the time. Uh, 9.45, 15 minutes away from Sir having total control over my phone. On the way next, though, we'll be catching up with Crossy from the uh, Strawberry Alarm Clock. He needs to uh, chat to you, needs a favour from you. If you're a frontline worker, if you're a nurse or a doctor or a paramedic or anything like that, he's been on the front lines during the lockdown. So uh, why, he'll explain a little bit more next here on FM 104. FM 104's
0: Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Sheffield Long.
1: It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Sisha here and joining us on the line, line now. Looking to recruit you, especially if you work in a particular job and uh, for something the strawberries and F104 are doing um, next week, I believe. Uh, crossy from the Strawberry Lamplock, How are things, sir?
3: Hi, lads. Thanks for this. Yeah, so we're, it's, like, it's really strange. I'm trying to recruit people, a certain type of person, but we can't tell why we want to talk to them until I actually talk to them personally on the phone. It's <laughs> not really strange. Are you setting up a cult? Yeah. Is this what's happening? <laughs> this is it. It's a brand new cult, the FM 104 cult. <laughs>
2: can you give us any clues
3: no oh yeah so yeah so what the crack is right what we're looking for is if there's anyone listening here at the moment that is a nurse a doctor or that works in a hospital or you know it's a healthcare worker that has literally had the worst time during covid and there's been plenty of them we want people that have been working during covid um and, and so um, they, like if they see house parties at the weekend or if they see you know people not wearing masks or if they say you know see people going for the ride that they don't know each other And they're going, I am working 14 hours a day for this bullshit because you know, and I, you know what, I'll put my hand up I don't I. I don't know anybody who has had COVID I've been very lucky that I've known yeah. nobody but because I work in radio because I, I have to listen to reports every day I don't have house parties I don't do this I don't do that but there are people out there who are like me who don't work in the media who don't listen to the news every single second of the day and they're like oh well, look I don't know anyone with COVID so I'm going to have my friends over so if you work in like nurses nurses have had it rough healthcare professionals have had it worse doctors have had it, have it rough just text us on 087 67 and I'll give you the shout back tomorrow or Friday. We're just looking for people. We want to do something. We're trying to promote something, and I just need the help of professionals who have been in the thick of Corona, who've been in the thick of it, you know, all, and all the because, you know, we've got a cushy number, and there's people listening there who have a cushy number, but then there's others who, you know, they're F1-104 giving away these strap things, you know, for your masks now. And I was like, yeah. what the hell is this? And they were like, oh, you put it, you know, behind your head and you clip it onto your mask. I was like, will you shut? I was like, we can't be giving away these. And then I said it to somebody, and a friend of mine is a nurse, and she showed me her ears, Christ above. They were cut to pieces because, you know, she's all that PPE stuff on her. Yeah. She wears the mask constantly, wears, you know, like myself and yourself, corner we we'd wear them, you know, like when we're going into the shops or if we're on a bus or whatever. Yeah. These people have to wear them nine hours a day or 12 or 14. So, yeah, I can't say what we're looking for. It's not a prize, but... It's something that we're trying to do in FM104, but we need the help of nurses, doctors, or healthcare professionals. If you text in, tweet, insta us, whatever it is, I just say, it's for me, I'll check it out tomorrow morning, and we'll give you the shout tomorrow or Friday. It's something special, it's something, hopefully, that will stop people from having house parties and stop people from acting the B-O-L-L-I-X for the next while, so we can get back to normality and have our pubs open, our games open, and all that sort of stuff. But we need the help of doctors, nurses, and all that. Sorry, yeah, so it's very, very it. magical and mystical that I am uh, asking oh, the question. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. if,
1: if you are listening now and you're a, a you know frontline worker, emergency worker, healthcare worker whatever Crossy said, just drop us in a WhatsApp or a text uh, 08767 97104 and Crossy will get back and you'll be doing us uh, a favour and helping us out here uh, because, yeah, I'd, well listen Crossy you mentioned that we have a handy number here, I mean we are a, an essential worker according to the government so I don't know how you've been <laughs> slacking, but myself and Saoirse have been in the trenches, just there from day one and um you know, we've we're just been hard at it.
3: And I don't... Do people know this, actually? because I said it to someone before about the both years and they were like, Jesus, but you two probably haven't seen each other in five months, like physically. It's been amazing. It's it's literally been wonders
1: for the working relationship. It's been like, this is magic. And you know what? My other half was like, would you not go up meet up with Saoirse for lunch? I haven't seen her in months. And I'm like, this is brilliant. This is- I talk to her three hours every single night. She doesn't want to see me. I don't want to see her. That's it. Like,
2: I've been going for dinners. Crossy, I even invited you over to mine. Didn't invite I, him. Yeah,
3: I've seen Didn't Saoirse more than I've seen you. Now listen, I don't have a problem. Don't have a problem with it. Don't have a problem with it. <laughs> but, yeah, so we're looking for, yeah, the nurses, the doctors, and the healthcare workers, maybe not the radio presenters who are sitting at home in the dark <laughs> talking into a microphone as the neighbours are going, what is that person doing talking to a wall? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's mad, isn't it? I know Emma Doran has that video. It's mad, isn't it? But I keep on oh, God, saying yeah, it and I keep mad. on going. It's mad. it's mad, isn't it? It's mad. But it is. Oh, it is God. mad. And we get there in the end. But um, thank you for letting us do it because I've been annoying Ben. I've been annoying Tara. I've been annoying Emma today. Like, I've been, I felt like a politician today, minus being a P. But I have been, you know, any chance you can give us a little bit. So yeah, we're looking for as many nurses, doctors, and healthcare workers. Love
1: it. Um, get to in touch. Um, drop us yes, a check if you can. If That's you or if it's someone you know maybe ask them to drop us a a whatsapp in over the next day or so crossy will be in touch and we'll give you more details that we can't reveal now click here to find out oh my god it's so so secretive listen link here
3: link in bio link
1: link in in bio and we will find that out listen thanks a million for popping on this evening get yourself to bed and obviously you'll be on in the morning on the strawberry yes
3: yes brand new tv show coming out next week on netflix is called duchess if you are Single, if you have a kid and you're single, if you like a bit of crack, if you like a bit of filth, if you like a bit of fun, Catherine Ryan, she's a very funny comedian, brand new Netflix TV show. She is married to a Dublin guy in this and he's very funny. There's cursing, there's God knows what else. We're talking to the Dublin guy on Friday. I forget his name, but we're, we're uh, recording it tomorrow morning. So uh, that's, sorry about that. Friday morning. <laughs> I forget his name, but he's very funny in it. That's our plug. So thank you very much. I'll see you later. Bye. Cheers, Music